Hi, Matt. Uh, great to uh, meet you and great to do this interview. My name's Chuck Downey. I'm the president and CEO of Eagle Plains Resources. Actually recently appointed president and CEO of Eagle Plains Resources. Uh, we're based in southeastern British Columbia. We are a project generator, so we use our uh, business model to de-risk our projects. I've been in the exploration business for about 40 years now. Um, I've worked uh, mostly in Canada, but I've also worked overseas. I've worked for uh, a couple of major companies as well. And I've been with Eagle Plains full-time since uh, 1999. So I've got a long long history with the company and a long history with their projects. Uh, lovely to meet you, Chuck. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, it's kind of interesting on this one. You, there's, a, there's a lot going on. Mineral exploration, project genera generation, corporate incubator, contractor, and royalty holder. I'm not quite sure where to look. So talk, talk me through the, the, the plan because it seems to be like, there's revenue in there, there's exploration in there. It's, it, there's a lot, a lot of moving parts. What, what, what should I be looking at first? Well, I guess the first thing I would look at is uh, Eagle Plains. I, I think I'd look at our history. Um, so we've been we've been around for the company was started by uh, Tim Termundi um, and his father Bob Termundi. So over thirty years ago, we are the uh, we're the ninth oldest company um, that's been listed on the on the Toronto Venture Exchange. Uh, we've got uh, we've never been rolled back. We've got a very healthy treasury. Do probably a lot of us due to our business model. We try to, although I'm somewhat loath to use the word. I think we have a sustainable business model uh, because we have uh, we actually have a revenue stream, which not a lot of junior exploration companies do. So we don't really have to go to the market very often for financing. Yeah. So right now we've got a very healthy treasury. Uh, we've got about seven and a half million in cash. We've got another roughly $1.8 million in, in equities. Um, a lot of our business model involves uh, us doing a lot of deals with junior companies who don't have a lot of cash. So typically we involve a lot of shares in our deals. And a lot of times the shares don't really turn out to be worth very much, but you know, every so often we have a, either a big upturn in the market, which you know the rising tide lifts all boats, or we have a specific uh, share, you know, specific shares in our portfolio that for whatever reason have, have gone up. So we can use that to, uh, sell the shares to actually create more equity in the company as well. Okay, right. So, so I'm, I'm interested um, in this. So out at 30 years, market cap, 15 million or, or, or there, thereabouts. So, so what's in it for people? Because is, is it, is it do you do dividends or is it just the, the ability to, were they spin outs, you know, sell shares in other companies? I mean, why should people be interested? I think for us, we, we sort of look at it, there's sort of a, a four kind of four pillars of our company. Um, we're we're an exploration company. We're also a project generator. We are also a geological contractor, and we're a corporate incubator. And I'll just maybe just touch briefly on a couple of those points. So, for an exploration company, as I mentioned, uh, you know I've been in the business for forty years. My partner Tim has been in the business for over well, both roughly the same length of time. We met uh, right after we both graduated from university. So we've got a lot of staying power. As I mentioned, the company's you know been around for over 30 years. And we've got, we're basically a company of geologists. So we've always prided ourselves on being, on being ahead of the game and trying to identify areas that we should be exploring. Um, our business model 
We're, we've got a wide range of commodities in our por portfolio. So whatever is hot at the time, we've always got something in our portfolio. So usually it's something that we've acquired some time ago. Um, like for instance, with the uranium that we're going to talk a bit more about in depth, but with the uranium projects, we've been working in Saskatchewan for over 20 years now. When uranium wasn't really involved, we were working in Saskatchewan. And we've also, over the last two or three years, we've acquired a lot of copper projects in British Columbia, everyone's looking for copper projects. So we've got a bunch of those in our portfolio as well. So that's kind of a big, that's just one of the pillars of our, of our business is certainly the, uh, the exploration company. And within that, we've always got a couple of projects we consider to be flagship projects. We're based in Southeastern British Columbia uh, near the historic Sullivan mine. Um, and when we first started, we were, that was our main focus is looking for SEDEX projects. And so we've got, a, we've got two or th we've got three high profile projects right now. Two of them are under option. One of them is a hundred percent owned by, um, well, they're all a hundred percent owned by Eagle Plains. One of them is a hundred percent operated by Eagle Plains. And these projects been, we've been working on them for probably over 20 to 25 years. And they've all got earmarks of having Sullivan type uh, mineralization on them. Uh, they've got Sullivan smoke. They've got, you know, the right geological setting. Uh, one of them is the Vulcan project, which is our flagship project in Eagle Plains. And over the last, I guess over the last three years, we've spent about $3 million of our own money exploring the project. And it looks like we're on the edge of a, of a sub-basin, a mineralized sub-basin. Uh, it's got really good alteration. Every hole we've drilled, we've hit mineralization. And we're just right now trying to vector in on where the sweet spot is in that. And obviously, this would be a you know a massive find. The Sullivan ran for over 100 years, uh, basically built the, the communities of Kimberley and Trail. So that would be a, a, a fantastic find um, for us as a company. Let's come back to Vulcan. Let's come back to that. I want to stick with the, the prospect. Gen okay, you're a bunch of um, exploration geologists, right? So you... you do it for yourselves and you outsource that to other people. Is, is that right? I'm just trying to work out the, the different revenue streams. Because those things is tough, especially after like a period like we've just been through. It's really, really tough. It's kind of like, you know, staying at the table, right? You've got to find a way to get through to when the markets come back again. So the exploration, but just explain that. So you, you do your own stuff, prospect generation stuff, and do you outsource that, your, your exploration skills as well? I mean, we're, no, that's one of the that's one of the beauties of our of our business model. So yeah, we're we're a project generator. We rely on it's well, this is a very risky business. So we've got a wide, as I mentioned, a wide portfolio of projects, wide range of commodities. We try to de-risk the exploration cycle by finding partners for these projects. So we we through our geological expertise, we identify areas we want to stake and acquire projects. We own all of our projects hundred percent just about always acquire them through staking. We very rarely do deals with other companies like option deals or purchase deals. All of our projects pretty well are acquired through research and staking. We spend some upfront cash of our own on there to try to you know, figure out if they're worth holding on to and try to identify what is the salient points of those projects. If they look interesting, um, then we'll write a technical report and then we'll start looking for partners for them. So we bring in a partner and we give them, we've done, I don't know, probably a hundred deals since the company was started. 
And we basically, what we do is we give our partners a very easy path to get 60% ownership in the company by doing modest cash payments, uh, exploration work. As I mentioned, uh, we typically will take a lot of shares because a lot of the juniors don't have much cash. So we'll do the exploration work, cash, and give them an easy path to get 60%. And then you, know, you, were, you were talking about the, uh, you know, the, contracting out or where do we get the expertise from? Well, we've got an in-house company, Terralogic Exploration, which is a wholly owned subsidiary of Eagle Plains. It's got 10 or 10 or 12 employees. Um, I guess about 12 full-time right now, based in Cranbrook. And we use that company to do the work on our projects. So they work for Eagle Plains. They work for our partners, but they also work for third parties. So a lot of the companies that we option, you know, we do options with bigger companies that have their own exploration groups. And in that case, a lot of times they, the, you know, the bigger partner will, will carry the workout, but we use TerraLogic to do the work on those projects. A lot of the juniors don't have the technical expertise, so we can supply that as part of the package. So TerraLogic, you, you, who owns it? Who owns that company? Eagle Plains, wholly owned subsidiary. Eagle Plains owns it. Okay. So there's re revenue comes in uh, against whatever it is that those guys do. And that kind of, money is also used to fund your own, your own activities. Okay, understood. Um, can we just go through a couple of case studies here then? Because I, I want to understand what's in it for me, right? Because I, I read somewhere you've just out over 100 million bucks worth of dividends. That's good. Okay, that's good. Um, and you, you described it earlier, you have um, projects out with an option agreements with, you know, other, other parties. So let's take a look at one that you've done and what the economics looked like in that. Use whatever one you want. And then second, and I just going to go over to Uranium just to sort of understand, because it's pretty hot market at the moment, Uranium. I'd love to understand what you'd be looking for in that instance. So you, whatever, gold, lithium, copper, whichever project case study you can give me in terms of how you monetized it for your shareholders. Sure. So right now, uh, as I mentioned, we're our big part of our business model is to find partners. So right now we've got... Uh, We've got seven option active option agreements that cover, I think, 17 projects. Um, we've recently signed an agreement with uh, a company, Excite, and they are they're a, they're a junior, and they were interested in getting into the uranium space in Saskatchewan. We've been very active staking in Saskatchewan. Well, like I mentioned, we've been there for 20 years, but the last, I'd say, the last year, year and a half, this. Base is really starting to heat up. And because of the way the tenure system works in Saskatchewan, there's been a lot of high quality projects that have been open for staking um, for just because of the way the tenure system works, basically. So we've been able to acquire some fantastic assets. And among those assets, we've we acquired six projects right around Uranium City, which is actually the the first place that uranium was produced in Canada was in it was around Uranium City in northern Saskatchewan. It's Beaver Lodge type deposits. They're narrow veins, but very, very high grade. So we've acquired six projects around there and we recently did a deal with uh with Excite. So it's a really uh it's a very good looking deal. We've put uh six projects into there um and they can earn an 80% interest in those projects by spending uh doing about nineteen point two million dollars in work. Uh, for an issue in four and a half million shares and just over $300,000 in cash. And the projects look really, really good. They're, um, 
unlike a lot of the places where people are exploring in Saskatchewan, there is no ground cover um, around the Beaver Lodge, Uranium City area. So all the mineralization is basically exposed on surface. Three of the projects have got um, historic past production on them. And the area hasn't really seen any sustained work since the 1980s. So it's an area that's kind of laid dormant. And as I said, now that the claims are starting to open up, more companies are up there, as well as Eagle Plains working up there with this uh, deal we've got with Excite. Um, there's also uh, Standard Uranium is working up there. Um, Ather Resources is working up there. F3 is working up there. So it's kind of becoming a bit of a... I guess a camp revival, if you will. There's a lot of going to be a lot of focus on that area right now. Right. Okay. So, so how do you go about picking? Because you said earlier on, you said, look, you know, we do a lot of options, and you know, some don't work, but enough do that it kind of makes up for it. How do you go about selecting who you want to work with? Excite. I think we 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 know they're sort of five million market cap type type company. They're going to have to go and raise some money now, probably into very positive uranium market that's not an issue they're not a, they're not going to suffer from perhaps what some of the gold companies would do at the moment so it's all good news but what do you look for in a, in a partner to ensure that they're more likely to be successful than not i don't know if it's specifically what we look for and obviously we try to find somebody who's got a bit of a track record able to raise money at this group uh i'm very impressed with so far they seem they have the ability to raise money they're very well connected but you also have to, it's important to structure the deal so that the company can stay in the deal. So typically our agreements are backloaded. The first year um, work commitments are usually pretty modest and they keep going up and up and up. You know, I see a lot of companies will do a deal when you, you read the terms of the deal and this is like the richest deal you've ever seen. But then the following year, you see, well, they had to renegotiate the deal. They had to amend it because the company... They couldn't come up with a million dollar cash payment the first year. They couldn't spend five million in exploration. So our objective is to get the company there to spend some work. And then that, the great part about that is even if they, even if the deal only goes to one or two years and we get the property back, well, we've got some work on the ground, which is a big part of it. Then we've got the tenure commitments are made. We've got a bunch of new knowledge about those about the project. We can look at the data, package it up, and option it out to somebody else. Right. Okay. So, well, that's it. And you can, if it doesn't work out for them, then you can get 100% back. I mean, how do you structure these? Because it's really important, right? We get 100% back. Yeah, there's no there's no ownership until they make the first milestone, which is typically 60%. So up until that point, until they make the 60%, the first option or second, however the deal structured, they don't have any ownership at all. They just give the project back. And we've got work on it. And we've got shares in the company. Right. Okay. And then, so, and again, so intrigued. Give, give them like a range of uh, commodities, metals that, um, that, you're, that you're dealing with. Is You're just exploration. You're looking for mineralization of whatever type. Um, and then you find a partner who's interested in, in that commodity um, type. So how far do you, how much money do you typically spend on these things before you then look for someone to kind of come in and, and, and then take it further. Like what, what data do you need to provide to give them confidence of something there to get going with? It varies to some degree. It uh, could be on the location, um, you know, depending how much, if it's a remote area, it might cost more to get in there to do the work. But a, an integral part of our business is with the project generator is that we have listing properties. So we've 
we identify a project that looks like that's going to have some legs. This is a potential one that we can get optioned out. So we'll spend enough of our own money so it'll qualify as a listing project. And if you're a if you're um, a capital pool company or you want to get your own listing uh, going on the stock exchange, we've got projects that have got the minimum requirements on them, so they're pretty pretty much ready to go. Right. And then we will supply we'll supply a technical person to write a technical report, and then they can use that as their listing property to get listed on the either the CSE or the TSXV. And if you want to get listed. If you want to actually get a trading company, it's one of the easier routes to go is to do is to do a mining deal. Right, right, okay. And, and what, so, what, what's the biggest deal you've done? The biggest deal that we have done, um, well, actually, the Excite one would be would probably be right up there because it's six projects and we've kind of bundled them all together and they've all got their own expiration or their own expenditures. That would probably be one of the bigger ones we've done in terms of in terms of scale. I would think. Yeah, I would think like nineteen million in work. Right. Okay, nineteen million in work. But in terms of the upside, for for me as an investor coming in here, I'm trying to make money. So, in terms of the the value created and you know how shareholders benefited, what, what would be the biggest one? Right. So that that sort of I mean, for for the shareholders, these deals we do are great because all that capital goes into the company so we don't have to go to the market so we're not your shareholder you're not getting diluted we're getting you're getting exposure to a bunch of exploration work without having to actually be diluted but as far as the biggest deal we've ever done that sort of comes down to the project incubator because you know every few years we've as i mentioned we've got a you know a group of projects or a single project within the company that we've got 30 or 40 50 projects in there it kind of gets lost we don't really have any value. We aren't getting any market value for that company. So we'll take that asset out or a couple of assets out and we'll spend them out into a separate company. So if you're an Eagle Plane shareholder, you've got your Eagle Plane share and you wake up one morning and as well as Eagle Planes, you've got X shares in Spinco that just showed up in your account. You didn't pay anything for them. It's like a free dividend. The objective with that is to isolate these projects and we do it because... We've got a partner or somebody that wants to buy them in mind. So the most recent one we did was was Tiger Gold. We had an excellent uh, portfolio of gold assets in Saskatchewan. Uh, we spun it out into a separate company that was an Eagle Plains. Spun out into a separate company. Didn't affect Eagle Plains uh, share price at all. Eagle Plains shareholders got shares in Tiger Gold. The company we were targeting was SSR Mining. They had a CB mine, a producing mine. Our claims were contiguous with SSR mining. We did an option deal with SSR. SSR went in and spent, uh, I think, about five or six million dollars on that project. And they identified some interesting mineralization. Some of it was close to their current mine boundary, so it was quite far away. Um, and it got to the point where they just wanted to have it was better for them to buy. Tiger Gold out than to stay, you know, the biz could keep making the 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 deal payments and keep making the next so they bought Tiger Gold out. So that was a really good deal for Eagle Plane shovers. It was a it was thirty-one million dollars basically dividended back to the Tiger shareholders. It was cash. Um ideally we we really like to do that these deals where that where the Eagle Plane spin out shareholders get shares in the other company because then they can basically manage their own taxes. They can sell the shares as they want or roll the shares. 
this case, it was the only way it worked was a cash deal. So it was a little bit different, but that was a, that was a big one, $31 million. Copper Canyon was another spin-out company that we did. And we sold that to Nova Gold for a $65 million. And our most recent spin-out, which we've just uh, completed uh, last year, is Eagle Royalties. And we just took a basket of royalties that we've accumulated within Eagle Plains and we spun them out into a separate company and now it's a standalone royalties company. Right, okay, okay. So I was actually going to ask you about Eagle Royalties. So they're, they're your royalties in a, like a, a basket of projects that you, you've generated. Okay, fine. Uh, I'll come back to royalties in a second. So there's so much going on. Yeah, I was just trying to work, work out where to focus. Okay, so you, you, you're nimble, you're agile, you're, you're, you're st staying relevant. I'm with, I'll, leave, I'll stick with uranium for now. That's a great deal on, on that uranium project um, for, for sure. Okay, so I think there's something quite interesting. Uh, do you have more uranium? Because right now I'm getting inbound about uranium assets. Most CEOs, uranium companies are getting inbounds about do, do you have any spare projects? So have, have you identified any more potential uranium targets? Yes, we do. We've got, as well as those, you know, our total uranium exposure right now, I think we have 19, 19 uranium projects, about 38,000 hectares. Roughly, but yeah, we were just down at the Roundup in Vancouver, and yeah, every, that's all everybody wants is uranium. Obviously, I mean the the some uranium price is sixteen year high right now. Everyone's looking for uranium projects. Saskatchewan is a great place to work. We've been as well as uranium. We've got copper projects there. We've also got a, a Cenex project. We've got some gold projects out there as well. Saskatchewan is a great place to work. The ten year system is excellent. Uh, when you stake claims there, you can hold them for two years without having to do any work, which is very, very attractive. Um, they've got excellent geoscience there, really good uh, database. So as far as doing research, um, it's, it's very, very easy to, to acquire the right data that you want to try to target your research. The government is very supportive of the geoscience there. They fund a lot of the geoscience work out there. They fund airborne surveys. They fund uh, regional mapping surveys. So yeah, Saskatchewan is a great, great jurisdiction. Okay, interesting. So lots of lots of conversations about uranium, copper. I guess the commodities of of, of the moment. Well, I think expectation of copper will 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 join uranium this year with that title, that moniker. Um, okay, back to back to royalties. You, it's a, it's a small basket of royalties. So, but but you spun the company out as sitting as a separate public company relatively small, you know, seven, eight million bucks worth of, of market cap at the moment. How do you grow that business? Or is have you done everything that you need to do with that and your shareholders have benefited already? Or do you have kind of separate growth plans for all of these spin out spin codes that you, you're in control of? Well ultimately like our other prod like the other spin outs we've done, we we built it so somebody can buy it. So our the flagship uh, project in there is the is Banyan Gold's Ormac project, which is in the Yukon. It's got a it's got yeah, it's got a, a six six million ounce resource already, and we've got a uh, kind of a stacked royalty that ranges from half a percent to two percent on on a pretty good portion of the property and a pretty good portion of the property that actually has a resource on it. So that's kind of our flag. Do they, do, they, do they have an option to buy that back or, or part nope. of that back? No, there's no option to buy. Yeah, it's not purchasable. Yeah, we've had that. That project's been in our stable for probably over 20 years through various machinations. But we've 
Now, we've always held on to a royalty, though. Over the 20 years, we've always held on to a royalty. That's worth a chunk so, of yeah, change. No, it's, wow. You're not getting value for that. It should be I'll worth quite a bit. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a great asset. And then we've also got uh, some really good uranium assets in Saskatchewan, too. They're a little bit farther up. We've got assets that are... like One important part about this, I mean, similar to the Banyan, is you want to have your royalties in the hands of companies that are going to keep the ground in good standing. So we've got royalties like with... We've got royalties with Chemical, we've got royalties with Denison, and other bigger companies like that. And once they've got the ground, they're going to keep it in good standing, which is what you want with the royalty. Now, there may not be a discovery this year, but you know that they're going to keep working that ground. And in five years and 10 years, they're if they keep working it, hopefully there will be discovery on that ground and the royalty is going to be, going to be in the money. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. I'm going to have a look at that. Um, brilliant. Okay. So, so obviously... I, I've got a sense of you know what you're about and how how you go about it and you know how I get remunerated in terms of or rewarded I should say as, as as a shareholder it's going to be it's a bit spiky but you keep you keep doing it as a project generator I like project generation as a as a concept as well okay so 2024 excited obviously um, for your uranium um, contract but obviously potential for other uranium deals to um, happen as well and potentially copper. Anything else they should be looking at? I don't think so. We're, obviously, the it's still. I think one thing, and you know, another part of the our business that I haven't really talked about much, but uh, I mean, does you know, the last couple of years has been a bit of a bloodbath for the juniors. Nobody can. I mean, even that yeah, uranium prices are up. We were at the roundup last week. Um, everyone's very, very excited about the future, but nobody can still raise any money. So it. All the juniors are still broke. There's you know, there's no no two ways about that. Until the equity markets turn around, a lot of companies are going to be struggling. We got a ton of cash. This is when Eagle Plains and the historically, this is when we really shine because we've got the we've got the the tools and we've got the money to go out and make acquisitions, to stake projects, to do work on projects, to get projects into our pipeline to get it to the next stage so we can get more juniors in there to option the properties. So yeah, this is going to be, I think it's going to be a great year for us. I think it's going to be a fantastic year for Eagle Plains. We've got lots of exposure to uranium. As I mentioned, we've got some excellent copper projects in uh, British Columbia. That was the other big commodity focus, certainly um, at the at the exploration shows this week. And we've got excellent copper projects in um in in Saskatchewan as well, so yeah, we're we're really excited about this year. Well, Chuck, um, I appreciate you coming on t- and talking us through that story. It's, it's not one I had had been aware of, um, but uh, stay in touch, please. Let us know how you get on with that, these various projects of yours, um, and I will go and take a look at the royalty component. That that looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, great. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Great, uh, great chatting to you.